Good morning. Welcome to the show. To the show. Welcome to church. I'm Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. We're having some problem with the video right now, but you can hear me. And so you can still um, um, chat on YouTube, whatever your questions or comments might be. We can deal with them or I can deal with them. I appreciate you being with me. Um, and good morning again to everybody here. I had uh, something else I thought I wanted to talk about, but this morning I was listening to the Hake report with uh, Joel and Esteban. Do you guys listen to that show? No? You're missing it. Oh, you do. Right on. It's on every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific time. And they talked about uh, dreams and the devil or something. That was interesting. And... Uh, uh, then he got into Joel's story about his father, and he could tell the story better than I can, but I was listening to it. It was so inter- interesting, and it was so true. And Joel is our audio engineer for the radio show as well, and he and I talk a lot, and he was telling me that uh, he was afraid of his father because growing up, his father had a lot of anger. And so he was afraid of him. He couldn't really be comfortable around his father. And I told him that uh, uh, he had to go. I recommended that he go and forgive his father because, you know, his father couldn't help it. And it didn't mean that his father didn't love him. And, uh, and so he finally went and forgave his father. And the part I want you to know about is that when he went, he had this discussion with his father about how he felt about situations. And apparently his father apologized or didn't realize he had done all that to his son. And, um, and long story short, because he truly forgave his father, the, uh, that veil that was over his eyes prevented him from seeing his father as he is was taken away from him. And he can now see his father as he truly is. And um, and when he was telling the story, it reminded me of what happened when I went to and forgave my father. It's the same thing happened. That uh, when you have anger toward anyone, your parents, and it starts with the parents most of the time, is that you resent them, and especially the mother, nearly everybody on earth resent their mother. Every man, woman, and child, dog, cat, the paint on the house, the grass, resent their mothers. And then many of them have been turned against their fathers by their mothers. They've been influenced, not even realized that they were influenced by their mothers. And they thought that, they think that the anger they have toward the fathers, their anger, but it's really not. It's the anger of the mothers. And, but anyway, so he went and he forgave his father and his veil was taken away and now he can see. And when I heard that, I'm like, wow, that's so deep. And when he said now he can see, it's something you cannot understand with your intellect. Really. You, it's something that has to happen to you. It's a return to the father. And when, when I heard that, I'm like, wow, he's finally returned to his father. And once you return to your father, it also allows you to, to naturally return to God. And that's what it means to, uh, the sin is the anger. Everyone who has anger is sinning. And when you let the anger go by forgiving, you're no longer sinning because you're not judging. You're not holding things against one another and yourself, right? You don't have that anymore. And now, that you return to the father, all of those bad habits that you picked up along the way as a result of the anger will start to fall away. They will fall away uh, of themselves. And you can't, you don't have to do anything about it because now you're back into your natural state of being, that state of love and no hate. So uh, drinking, sexing, lying, video games, Fear, doubt, worry, insecurity, and all that will disappear. The problem is, in the Christian world, the Christians think that those are the sins. If you have sex, if you drink, if you lie, if you cheat, 
if you do all those things, the Ten Commandments, they think the Ten Commandments are the sins and they're not. The Ten Commandments are a way of life. And so now that his anger is gone for his father, he can now start those other things that the fear, the doubt will start to disappear. It'll just be taken away from you as you're growing in a way that a child grows, but you're growing spiritually and not physically. And so I'm saying that because I want you to know once you return to the father's father, you're still going to have your old habits. But God's not holding that against you. He knows now that those things will come away, fall away. Then you can start living the Ten Commandments. And when you live the Ten Commandments, you now have a good life. It's just like a, a way of living rules that your father have for you to live by. But you got to stop sinning. And that means stop hating, stop having anger. And um, it was so powerful to hear him say that. And I'm not surprised that Joel returned to the father because Joel is, and I keep telling everybody this, he's like an empty glass. He has not learned the scriptures. He has not learned the Christian language. The Lord told me this and the Lord told me that. When somebody tell you the Lord telling them something, you run the other way, the line. As Satan pretend to be the Lord, pretending pretend to be Jesus or God. Um, um, so because he has not learned the scriptures, uh, the intellect, or he has not gone to college and got an education, the intellect is not in the way of him. And if he doesn't know, even on his radio show, James and Esteban can be talking about something. And they'll ask him, what did he think? He's like, I don't know. I have no idea what you're talking about. He's like, he knows what he knows and he knows what he doesn't know. And because that intellect is not in the way. It's harder for a person who is very intellectual, rather, you know, with studying the scriptures and remembering them or going to school or both uh, and learning. And so uh, if you didn't hear that, I want you to at some point, you know, you can podcast that show, right? Uh, com, and just listen to his testimony. When you forgive your father, forgive your mother first and forgive your father, you will return to to your natural state. And in that natural state, there's no no hate, no fear, no doubt, no worries, no insecurities. It's like all your needs are met because now you have love. You return to absolute love and not the love that you feel, taste or touch is a light unto your feet and then you're able to see and because you can see you don't hold grudges against people because you see where they're coming from you see that they can't help it you understand what's going on and if you should do break one of the commandments it's not a big deal because you know with confidence that you're overcoming that now, the world may see you breaking the, the rule, and they will say to you, oh, I thought you were a Christian, but just forgive them and keep on living, because the commandments are coming back to order for you in your life, but you've got to get over that anger. If you don't let that anger go, it's not happening. And, and cut out the Christian language. It's just, you like, join a club, the Christian club, and now everybody praising Jesus and and the Bible said this, and the Lord told me this, and the Lord, the Lord don't tell you anything. He really doesn't because he doesn't want to confuse you. It's Satan who tells you everything, pretending to be God. All right? He does everything that God does, except his is not real. He's an imitator of the truth. So you got to forgive, even if you must hate and I recommend not hating at all, not being angry at all. Do not be angry at all. Everybody hear me saying that? You should forgive everybody, your parents. Matter of fact, when you forgive your father, you no longer hate anyone. The, the resentment is just gone. It's gone. You're free. But if you got to hate, since some people love hating, they love being angry. If you got to hate, <laughs> people are going to hold this against me. You know what I'm about to say? No, I just thought you were hesitant to say it. Yeah, because I know they're going to say, well, he said you should hate this or that, right? If you got to hate, it's best to hate your mother. 
if you must hate. But I recommend God want us to honor both of our parents. And the reason I say it's best to hate the mother over the father, because it's through the father that you return to God. It's not through the mother. It's through the father, because the father is Christ on earth. He represents Christ. And you can't get to the father uh, without going through the son. And so your earthly daddy is the son of God. He might be a weak example. He may be an alcoholic or cheater, but he's still the uh, son of God, right? Uh, And so if you don't hate him, then you can go through him back to God and you'll have a great life. But you should love both parents. You have to forgive your mother too. Uh, One thing that Joel said about his father, he's like, I don't know if, I think he said this, I don't know if he changed or not. I just see him differently now. And I don't know the father, his father. I never met him. But with my father, my earthly father, when I forgave him, I saw him in a different light. I see him as he is when he's gone now. And I love him, right? But he didn't change. He was the same person. It's just that I didn't resent him for being the same person. And I could see that he loved me even in that fallen state that he still loved me. And so the difference is, that's why God said, when you forgive someone, he will forgive you. God will. He'll take that veil away that prevents you from seeing and allow you to have a life so you can love them in the right way. And so apparently Joel went and hung out with his father yesterday. Yeah, and they had a good time. You know. And so had the father gone off and got angry or something like that, it wouldn't matter because he now had compassion for his father. He can see that it's not personal. And that's why it's so important to forgive so that you can see. Until God caused that to happen, you cannot see. You absolutely don't see what's going on. And you, th- you can think that you see, but you really don't see. Because the devil, the moment I mentioned you can see, right away he's going to say, oh, you can see. You know? <laughs> And even when I encourage people to see, to, to be still and know God, to do the meditation and know God, right? And then there's, there's start, some people start saying, oh, so I ask, well, how do you know that you have forgiven? And they will say, I can see. And all they're doing is quoting what I said. They still have the anger. They still whatever, right? Because Satan made them think that they can see. One thing for sure and without a doubt You're not going to be able to see if you have one little bit iota of anger. So I'm just letting you know that in case in case Satan telling you that you can see. Because God is not going to let you into the kingdom of heaven within with anger. That's the nature of your father, the devil. So it's not going to happen. You're not going to get in. Just know that before, according to the scriptures, before you enter into the kingdom, you must Forgive. So if Satan tried to make you think you see, check yourself to see if you have anger. And if you do, just know you don't see. Now, that doesn't mean if you're a seeker along the way, God allows you to some glimpse of what's going on. You shine a little light, let you know you're on your way. Right. But as long as you have that anger, you have not entered into the kingdom of heaven. Any questions about that? Anybody has anger? Everybody and their mama. And who, who are you, right here in the gray sweater, who are you angry at? Uh, sometimes I'm angry at my coworkers. I don't blame you. <laughs> I can't stand mine either. No, I'm kidding. And why are you angry at them? Um, sometimes they make you know, work more difficult than it should be. Yeah. Um, Sometimes they get angry at me if they don't think I'm doing a good job. Or And where did, how did you become angry? Where did that start? Um, I guess when, um, I guess, for example, if they yell at me or send me a condescending email saying I'm not doing a good job or I'm not meeting their expectations or I'm making their life difficult, so it seems like they're blaming me for burdening them. Right. And how you, so that made you angry when they blame you. Mm-hmm. And are they right in what they're saying? When uh, they ma- I think sometimes they might be right, but in uh, in certain aspects, um, they are not understanding my point of view or 
what I'm going through. There's not really much empathy on my side. They're just thinking about themselves. Of course. And when you get mad at them, you're just thinking about yourself, right? Uh... Yeah, sometimes I try to think of it from their perspective. Maybe it's something I could do to make their lives easier. But, um, but in the moment of anger, sometimes I don't uh, think from their side, and I'm only thinking about myself. Yeah. Do you know where, where your anger come from? Because you didn't just wake up one morning, you were just angry. It started somewhere in life, right? Uh, yeah. Do you know where that started? When uh, did you find out that you were angry? At what age? Uh, I'm not sure, maybe around middle school years. Uh, yeah. Maybe it came from just pressure of society. You know, we have to achieve this in life, and at a certain stage we must be doing this well, and if we don't meet certain expectations, then we feel stressed out. Yeah. So. Are you, were you raised by your father and mother? Uh, yes, I was. Is this your first time here? Yes, it is. And how did you hear about us? Uh, I saw you on uh, various media channels, Fox News, CNN. And, oh, okay. Uh, and what was it that you heard that caused you to come today? Uh, I think it's the message of um, really accepting um, you know, responsibility and being able to um, you know, accept that and um, change yourself. Yeah. And I appreciate that message. Oh, good, man. One thing I, I was watching, I was, and I wrote this down so I could remember how he said it. So I'm flipping through YouTube or Facebook. It was an accident. Because I don't know how to do it. So I accidentally flipped. I'm just kind of hitting certain things, you know. And this guy popped up, and he said that he, he believed in, uh, what did he say? Oh. He believed in, what did I say, James? Uh, profit. Oh. Can you talk about profit versus wages? Yeah. He believed in profit versus wages. Who, which one you prefer, wages or profit? Uh, I didn't tell you to get rid of the mic. We're going to have some fun here. He's trying to get rid of the mic. Uh, yeah. I guess, could you define uh, what both of those mean? Oh, okay. That's a good question. Uh, let me ask somebody else. And then I, okay. Yeah. Which you prefer, profit or wages? Always profit. And tell him the difference between the two. Profit is what you make by in a business. Now, it can be you, your own view of yourself as a business person. Wages are what somebody grants you. Right. So when you make a, a wage, it's like going to work every day, punching a time clock, and every other week getting a paycheck. When you make a profit is when you're an entrepreneur, you own your own business, and you're making a profit. You eat what you kill. Yeah. <laughs> and so he was saying that he prefer he really believed in entrepreneurship because he preferred profit over wages, right? And I'm like, wow, I do too. But one thing that he said, I'm like, wow, I got to share this tomorrow. He said, and I know, I know a lot of folks who prefer wages, I mean, prof, wages over profits. You know what I'm saying? They'll just go to work every day and punch a clock, and then they'll turn 65 and they'll retire. Profit-based wages. wages if you use it right, yeah. yeah. Well, you can make a profit and then go buy an apartment building or something. Yeah, that's right. Uh, well, thanks for yelling out without a mic. <laughs> but, but he said that your life will not change until you change it. It's like you could go to work every day, make a profit. You could stay angry every day in your life. He made the point that the government is not going to change your life, whether they lower the taxes or not, whether they put a wall around the borders or not. It doesn't matter who is in government. They are not going to change your life. Whether you, whatever it is, it's not going to change until you change it. And I'm like, wow, that is so true. Mama can't change it. Daddy can't change it. No, no husband or wife, no loved one can change it. It's not going to change until you change it. And so my question that came from that is how do you change your life? 
That's the question. But I want to go back to you first, and then I want to come back to the question. And so, were you raised by both parents? Uh, yes, I was. And who were you closest to? Um, father or mother? I would say my father. Your father? How old are you? I am 28. Oh, okay. Wow, you look much younger. <laughs> Thanks. That's amazing. And so, did your father have anger? Does he have anger? Uh, he's actually pretty, uh, pretty calm and controls his emotions very well. Yeah, how about your mother? My mother can be definitely more emotional. Yeah. And when she would get emotional with you while growing up, would your father step in and say, hey, back off my son? Don't talk to him, treat him this way? Yeah, my dad would, uh, my mom would be more naturally uh, emotional, and then my father would try and, you know, be more reasonable and uh, inject more reason into uh, the situation. Did he correct your mother for being that way? Uh, Did he some... tell her how the cow ate the cabbage? <laughs> uh, he, would, uh, he would come in and... <laughs> Do you know how the cow ate the cabbage? <laughs> um, so, <laughs> that's right. Do you know that that anger that you have is the anger of your mother and that you become like her? Uh, I, I did not know that, but um, yeah. That makes sense? Yeah. Yeah, because when you were a little kid and she would be impatient with you, yelling at you, making you steady, you know, when you wanted to go and play ball or something, it would make you angry. And then we become like whomever we are angry at. And so you, t- you lost your identity and took on her identity. And so now you have the mindset and emotions of a woman. Did you know you were a woman? Uh, I did not know that. <laughs> <laughs> and what is it like hearing that you are a woman? Uh, yeah, it's, it, it's no shocking. No speak for him, mama. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, Let him have his own words. It's, it's a little eye-opening. Eye opener. Um, you know, you don't really think about it until maybe someone points it out. So yeah, and you see it though. Yeah, I can see it from a certain perspective. Yeah. Yeah, and is this your girlfriend or wife? Uh, she's my girlfriend. Oh, your girlfriend. Um, once you get involved, now that you're involved with your girlfriend, it's going to be two women together. <laughs> because you know how women can get at times, right? Mad about nothing. Is that right? Yeah, I, I can see it in certain uh, in certain situations. Yeah, you wake up in the morning, you you smiling, and then she's laying there looking at you. <laughs> what is he What is he smiling about? <laughs> and the same thing, he's dreaming about that old girl that he saw. Uh, and so you wake up. Good morning, honey. Don't say good morning to me. What were you dreaming about? Why were you smiling? You said, oh, I don't know, nothing. You were dreaming about her. And now you get angry, and the problem would not resolve itself. You just, it just get worse. Isn't that true? Um, I've, well, I've never had uh, any of those dreams, but. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I wouldn't admit it either. <laughs> but the point is, your girlfriend is going to need you to be a man. Because a man is logical, he's honest, you know, he's love all the time, meaning that he's not taking things personally. And so when she's out of control, you're going to be able to show her how to overcome that anger rather than becoming upset at her with the same spirit. But unless you forgive your mother, you're not going to be able to do that. You've got to for, uh, apologize to your mother for being angry at the way she treated you. And then when you apologize to her, God will forgive you and you take her identity away from you, then you can live your life. That make sense? Yes, it does. And don't ask your mother to forgive you. Don't go to her and say, oh, mama, I love you, but forgive me for being angry or whatever, right? Just say, I'm sorry for being angry at you the way you treated me. And if some words come about how she treated you, make sure you say what it is. But don't tiptoe around it. Don't be mean. Don't tiptoe around it. And... uh you know, be honest with her, but just realize she can help herself. She hates her mother as well. That makes sense? Yes, it does. And then he'll take that away from you, and you, your foundation will be, will be built on a solid foundation instead of sand. And so whatever come at you, you'll be able to overcome it. It won't feel personal. 
It'll be out here and not inside of your mind and body. That makes sense? They can't hear you. Yes, it does. So you agree with that that easily? You agree with me? Um, well, I've generally had uh, that type of viewpoint uh, coming oh, in. So, um, you know, I'm probably not the mo- I'm probably a little bit biased towards, you know, what you're saying. Um, have a similar viewpoint coming in. So Yeah, right on, man. Well, deal with your mother. And if you have anything with your father, make sure you work it out with him. Then you can have a, a marriage that lasts until death. Do your part. Otherwise, it's going to be a mess. Yep, thank you. And one last thing to all men, all men on this side of heaven. I don't know anyone who has done this in here, but we talk about this in the men's meeting. And I talk about it on my radio show and everywhere I go. Never, ever, never, 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 just for all men. And tell your sons, two ladies, never, ever, ever, <laughs> never, never, never. How long you been dating? Uh, about six, seven months now. Oh, yeah? How's it going? It's going great. Yeah? Let me ask your girlfriend. How's it going? It's going great. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> he gets on your nerves sometimes? No, never, never. Uh, <laughs> Uh-oh. Is he doing everything you want him to do or something? Yes. Yes. She said yes. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> uh, what's your name? I'm Crystal. Oh, thank you for coming, too. Um, did you hear about us before he brought you here? I did not know. I heard I'm just through him. Oh, so what do you think about the advice I just gave him? I think it's great. Yeah. 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 I think I know a little bit about his background, so I am I think uh he'll take it and grow from it. I Will you forgive your mother too? Yeah. Will you go and forgive her? I'm really close with my mother, I will say. Um I don't just to be honest, I don't have a reason to oh, hate okay. my mother. How so. about your father? Mm-hmm. No. You're not mm-hmm. close to your father? I'm pretty close to both parents. You both. So yeah. they don't get mm-hmm. on your nerves? Um I mean, they're not perfect people, so right. yeah, I'm still. We your still mother getting your nerves sometimes. My mother, sometimes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wanted where she said never get on your nerve. So any of those. Uh. Because you want, I want you never to have say a rela- never. I suppose. <laughs> yeah, I want you to have a relationship with her where she cannot control you at all. Oh, mm-hmm. And so that way, make sure you have no anger to water. Okay. And that way, whenever you go around, mm-hmm. she can't upset you in any way at all. Mm-hmm. That makes sense? Yes. And when you guys get married, I want you to move to the other side of the earth <laughs> and leave her over here. <laughs> that makes sense? Why? You know how the Bible says when you get married, take your, fr- your family and go far away from your parents. <laughs> Did you know that's in the Bible? Mm-mm. Isn't that in the Bible? Yeah. Yeah, husband and wife. That is in the Bible, right? Where did the Bible go to? I thought I saw him. Is that in the Bible, Bible go to God? Will you get married, go, take them away from your parents and live your own life? It's in the first book of the Bible. What does it say? You remember? God told Abraham to move away from his family. Yeah. Huh? I highly recommend you do that. And when mama call up and say, oh, I heard you having a baby, I'm coming. No. <laughs> we'll send you pictures. <laughs> because they interfere with the marriage. They really interfere. They will interfere with your marriage. And they'll follow you everywhere. You'll move around the block and she'll move at the end of the block. But the scriptures tell us we got to go out and create our own family. And that makes sense. If you really look what's happening, you can see, wow, the Bible's right. I now have my own wife. I'm going to move far away, have my own children, and raise them so they do not influence with the same influence I had. So that the mother doesn't interfere with my marriage and with my relationship. Because mothers don't want to see their daughters go through anything. So they want to control how you act and what you think. It's wrong for them to do that. But they interfere. And then after a while, the husband gives up. And you just let go. And now mama destroying the grandkids and the grandkids' grandkids. So it's in the scripture. I'm not making this up. But I want to say to you, and you can disagree. All right? You know that, right? All right. And to all men, it's best to never cheat on your wife. 
Never cheat. If you're dating one woman, only date one woman. Don't cheat on her either. And if you feel like you got to cheat, it's best to end the relationship. It really is. It saves her heartache. And also, it allows her to trust men. Because if you're man enough to know, you know what, I'm going to cheat. But I respect this girl enough where I'm going to let her know I'm about to cheat, so I'm leaving. we're breaking up. And she'll hurt for a minute, but she'll always remember that you did the right thing. Isn't that true, ladies? Because it's best to have that temporary hurt rather than to have one that you cheat on her and now she got to try to live with it with you. That's hard to overcome. But, it, but it, you know, and that hurt will last a lifetime if they don't know how to overcome it. But never do that. But what I want to t- say to guys, and then I want the ladies to tell me what they think about this. <clears throat> never, ever, ever, never, 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 ever, as long as you walk this earth, God forbid, if you should cheat, you shouldn't do it. But if you should, don't tell your wife. Don't tell your girlfriend. I've dealt with so many guys who have done that. And they, say, they realize they were wrong. They, you shouldn't do it anyway, but if you happen to slip up, just don't do it anymore. But do not tell your girlfriend, your wife, your mama, your sister, your daddy, no one. Do you know why? (laughs) What do you think about that? What I just said. Don't tell. If he should cheat, he should not tell you. Right? I can see why you'd you'd say that. For because I guess ignorance is bliss, but or better to not know. But on the other hand, like. I honestly wouldn't want, I don't know if I'd want to know or not right now at this point in time. I don't know. You don't know if you would want to know or not? Yeah. Believe me, you don't want to know. Mm -hmm. Because once you know, the trust Mm -hmm. is gone. And you can Mm -hmm. never get it back. And it doesn't matter what he does. Mm -hmm. He can walk on clouds. Clouds. He can, Jesus can come and live with him. Mm -hmm. You still won't believe him because Satan won't let you believe it again. Mm -hmm. And once that trust is gone, it's hard to get it back. That makes sense? Makes sense, yes. Now, Satan's going to make you think you want to know. And I noticed that society is teaching men now to tell women everything. That's a horrible mistake. Because once you tell them, it's over. The relationship is over. And now the man is doing everything he can do to prove that he's not doing it anymore. And the more you do, the more she requires of you. And then after a while, you just say, forget it. Because you can't make a person that doubt you believe in you. You can't make it. They're going to either believe or not. And believe me, most women, I don't, don't ever forget. I remember I, this one girl I started dating when I was about 15 or 16. So we had high school puppy love thing going on. And then when I graduated from high school, just before I graduated, we broke up. She was my first girlfriend. And so I didn't see her and talk to her anymore until 40 years later. And so her sister called me up one day and said, oh, you want to talk to, I can't say her name because she might be watching, but you want to talk to whatever? I'm like, yeah, let me talk to her. She's married and everything, but they set it up where I can talk. Do you know the first thing she said to me? You used to cheat on me in high school at 15 and 16. And I'm like, who did I cheat with? I don't remember ever cheating on her, but she does. And so I have to take her word because if she remembered it for 40 years, <laughs> 40 days and 40 nights. And so uh, I don't even know how she found out because when I was a cheater, I never told. <laughs> One thing I knew not to do in my worst days, don't take pictures, don't write letters, don't tell it. Because you don't know if your life going to change, you know. Life is changing all the time, and people don't forgive. People do not forgive. They're not going to believe that you haven't changed. What do you think about that? 
Sorry, could you repeat it? What do you think? <laughs> should you tell it or not? And will you not tell it now? If you should cheat, would you tell your girlfriend? Um, personally, uh, I would, I feel like I would have so much guilt that I did it that I would have to. Oh, um, Lord. But, but part of me thinks, um, you know, it's something that I have to solve internally. Yeah. Yeah, it's the right thing. Just know what you did is wrong. You should not do it. And don't judge yourself. Then you won't have the guilt. Because the guilt is a setup from Satan. He makes you feel guilty. Now you feel like he tell you, go tell her. Go tell her. And then while you're on your way to tell her, he's like laughing. This fool. He's cracking up, right? Because he knows as soon as you tell her, the relationship is over. He come between the relationship. It's best to know, you know what, I shouldn't have done that. And just don't do it anymore. That makes sense? Yes, sir. But don't judge yourself so that you don't have the guilt. Let me ask the young lady in the hat. What do you think about what I, the advice I just gave? Sounds good. Makes that- sense to me, to be honest. Um, I have brothers, so I see a lot of the reason why you wouldn't go tell your sisters and your girlfriends and your mom. Like, you know, yeah. I can see why you shouldn't because it does break the, I can see for the girlfriend how it breaks the trust yes. in a really bad way. He's my brother or something, so I wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't be like, oh, my God. But you still don't want to do that. You don't want to yeah. set. It's something you should, like he said, deal with internally. That's know right. that you were wrong and make sure you never do it again. Or be really good at it because woman's intuition is really strong. So even if you don't tell, sometimes <laughs> they know. Men, men need to become men again. They have to understand their role in life. Their role in life is to be the perfect example for their wives. And their children, their role is not to disappoint their wives and children. They have a high calling, and that calling is to be the Christ to the family. You want to love your family. You want to set the right example. It's a weakness. It's pathetic to be a cheater. I mean, a woman don't want a man that lie and cheat and, and all that kind of stuff. That's why I tell women not to have sex with your man until you get married to him. Because if he should have sex with you before marriage, he's going to cheat on you after marriage. Because he doesn't have self-control. And sex is like a compensation for something that's missing. It's like a drug. It's like an emptiness. And until he can overcome that emptiness by forgiving his parents so he can be made whole again, he's going to cheat again. That's why he's having sex. Because it is... He's trying to make himself feel better. And then one woman, after a while, sex become old and tired. You don't get the same high. That's why you need a new one after a while so you can get that same high feeling again. Isn't that right, Gerald? If you had had sex, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> but, <laughs> but I want, and see, the rules are in the, in the scriptures, but no one, most people don't understand how to live them. They don't understand why we should be noble people. And you can overcome your sins. You really can. And become a noble person. Let me take this hand back here. And then I'll come to you, James. And then I want to tell you how to become this way. It's so easy. Yes. So are you saying that um, a woman doesn't, isn't supposed to know if her Christ is not perfect. I'm not hearing you. No, you're, you're not talking loud enough. Oh. You try to be Are cute. you saying that a woman or a wife is not supposed to know if, the, if her Christ is not perfect? Right. So she's not supposed to know she's it. She's not supposed to know. She can't handle that. It would be like me finding out that Jesus Christ, who is my head, right, is weak. How would I have faith in him knowing he's cheating around too? Or that he is emotional? Or that he has doubt? You know, that's not love. And so I believe in him because he is that perfect example. And a husband has to become the perfect example to his family. And it can be done. Don't let anyone tell you that it can't. It can be done. Absolutely can. Right here. No, let me go to James first online. He's slightly off topic. Oh. It's about sin. 
Oh, I'll come back to that in a minute. Don't let me forget. Uh, right here and then here. Um, based on what my mom just said in your response to her about, you said um, you wouldn't want to know if your Christ is perfect or... Then you Meaning said, that your husband. Yeah, I know, I know. And then you used the example of then Jesus, you wouldn't want to know if he's imperfect because that would make him weak and then you wouldn't... You wouldn't have faith in him, but if he is weak, wouldn't aren't you not supposed to have faith? Like that's my whole thing. Like, well, you cannot trust a weak person. Absolutely, exactly. Right. But if you, they don't tell you, you're not knowing that they're a weak person, and you're giving all your faith and trust in this person who's weak. Well, your faith is not in him per se, in a human being, mm-hmm. but it's in the character that he presents to you. Let's say he should do something wrong, but he knows in his heart that is wrong. And he doesn't want to be that way. So he needs to start working on himself to overcome that and not go and tell you so he can let the family down, too. And so if he overcomes it, it means that he's not going to do it again. And you would never know. So your faith would still be in the character of your husband and you'll be fine. And I do understand that. Um, Like, you know, if if somebody were to cheat and they um, realize that they did wrong and they don't want to do it anymore. Like, okay, so don't tell your wife. But I feel like. A lot of people can use that as an excuse to keep doing it. But it's just Satan tell you that. And see, that's what the example what I'm talking about. The wife would never believe you're not doing it. And then uh, no matter what he did, you still won't believe it until you overcome your own anger and take hold of your own life. You won't believe he's not doing it again. And then he'll be calling. You're like, I called you at work at 445. You didn't answer. He'd be, well, I was just in the toilet. No. And then if it takes 10 minutes later to get home from work because the, the traffic light broke out or something, you were late from home. Well, the traffic, uh-uh. I was on the Internet. I didn't see no traffic. He can never convince you. So it's best not to disturb you in that way, not to bring that kind of doubt into the family. That makes sense? Yeah. And then I just had one more question. Yeah. So um, I do under I agree with that you're not you shouldn't tell them. But what if what what if they asked you if you're cheating? Should you lie and say yes that right away? <laughs> That's lying. Before she can finish the question, because just to ask the question is a setup. Mm-hmm. So you say, oh honey, you cheated. What do you think I'm gonna say? Yes, I'm cheating. But then that's, that's a crazy question. So you should lie. Uh uh-uh. uh, you shouldn't be asking. But I if, know, I that. Like, but I'm not saying I'm going to ask. I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't right. do that. I'm just no, saying. he should not tell you. Uh-huh. He should just not do it. He, you want a noble man. He should not be doing it. So I understand my thing is men should not be doing I'm not, it. I'm not talking about my but, relationship. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not saying anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Would you trust your, your boyfriend, your now boyfriend, if he told you, oh, I cheated with Ether, and what I'm I, sorry. Would I just I trust couldn't him? have Ethel gave me a sweet potato pie, and I just couldn't help it. Would you want to know that? Yeah, I'd want to know. You want to know why? Because then I have the choice to if I want to stay with him or not. Like, but why do you want that choice? Though? Because I want like it's. I don't think it's fair to be doing something behind someone's back and they don't even know, and then they don't have the like. Well, if somebody if you. somebody were to cheat on me, I would leave them. So now if I don't know, I'm staying with this person thinking everything's all fine and dandy. And, but that doesn't make sense to me. Why? That should even be a concern because if you trust him, you would never ask him that anyway. Again, I'm not but, talking about him. I'm just no, saying I'm just, somebody... Well, I'm talking about your boyfriend, for example. Mm-hmm. Oh, his boyfriend. Who am I? Mm-hmm. His boyfriend. <laughs> uh, her boyfriend. But the, the thing about it, only angry women, insecure women would ask that kind of question. Mm-hmm. And so this man would have to know he has an insecure woman. Why would he tell an insecure woman the truth about that? Uh, I don't have an answer to that. But isn't that an insecure question? It is. Yeah. I'm not saying that the, so asking the question is right. Why would you tell an insecure person the truth about that? I think you should always tell the truth. Now, who told you that? That's the time for everything. The Bible? God God tells us that? The Bible tells us that? The, the Bible tells you what? To not lie. No, not about that. It just says to not lie. It says a time for everything. But just think about that. Let's say, I know your boyfriend is not, and I don't think you are either, 
But let's say you were a cheater, not a real cheater, but you walked down the road, you saw this handsome guy, you're like, oh, I love your hair, it's so red, and it's so pretty, and now you're all feeling good. He's like, let's go have some coffee, and while you're having this coffee, he's like, oh, the coffee, you, the coffee tastes like you. You know what I'm saying? You know how guys lie, they make up stuff. And then you're like, oh, feeling good, right? And then you go home, he said, come home with me. Now you all weep because the ego is feeling good. You go home, you have sex with this guy, right? When I say taste like y'all don't mean yeah, dirty stuff. <laughs> and, and then once you have sex with this guy, you realize, oh my God, what have I done? You can't believe that you got caught up like that, right? And you know it's wrong, and you, you know, ask God to forgive you, let it go, because you know you're never going to do this again. Why would you run home and tell him? He's already insecure. Rather than just not doing it again, knowing that you're not going to do it and keep your family life, it's hard enough being married as it is. Why bring the devil into it? That makes sense? I think it's just being honest. But that's not being honest. <clears throat> you're being honest with God that you were wrong. You're being honest with yourself that you were wrong. Right. That's where the honesty is. You're not in denial about being wrong. I guess it's just hard to grasp because everybody's always told if you do something wrong, admit that. That's why the world is messed up. Mm -hmm. You got these people teaching you now to do the wrong thing that destroys relationship. It really does. And women are suffering for it. And men are too. Because the men who are listening to bad instructions are losing their wives and their children. And they don't want to lose their families. Mm -hmm. But they're listening to bad instructions. I say a men not to do it until women don't do it. Mm -hmm. And if you do, repent and keep living. That makes sense? Yeah. Yes, ma'am. And then, James, I got to ask you a question because the time is right now. Um, oh, you had a question, too. No, that's, no, no, no. Did you? No, go ahead. Real fast, go ahead. Um, I was going to say, when she said, don't you know, always tell the truth and you're right, you have to know what the right thing is. That's because right. I said that once in class, and my teacher says, so... If you were hiding Jewish people in your house and the Nazis came and they, do you, are you, do you have any Jews here? Would That's you right. say like, yeah, I can't tell a lie. They're in the back. You would say, no, no. No, you lie right away. Right I haven't away. seen a Jew in Be years. Because, <laughs> <laughs> because, because them doing that is not right. That's so right. a lot of times people say, well, this is the law. This is a, it doesn't make it right. So you, you have know to what know what is? the right thing is. That is so true. In the fallen state, we don't know what's right and what's wrong. That's what it is. And so we got people teaching us what's right and what's wrong in a fallen state. That's why you have to overcome that fallen state so that you can be inspired. You can be shown what's right, what's wrong, when to and when not to. That's what the problem is. You got liars in a fallen state trying to teach you how to live. And they're setting you up to fail. That's exactly what's happening. Joel, you had a quick question? And then I come to you more. You answered it pretty much. She asked the same question I was going to ask. Is what do you do if, like Sheena said, the girl um, confronts you because she had an intuition about it and says, They don't have you do no that? intuitions. <laughs> that's another lie. Uh, that's a nosiness, jealousy, insecurity. Uh, let me tell you why. Oh, let me tell you why. Because intuitions come from God. And when you, he reveals things to you, you don't need to ask, did it happen? It is clear that it happened. You don't need to have, that's just insecurity, jealousy, emotions, and all kind of crap. Is there because a, they don't trust men. Is there a time, though, where... They don't trust their father, so they trust no man. And, so, and then they say, oh, it's just my intuition. No, it's not. But is there in, whatever they think they think? God is not going to have you to ask your husband did he cheat today, <laughs> nor all the confusion that can come. Yeah, but go ahead. Is there? But is there in, whatever that is? <laughs> is that? Um, is it correct sometimes? Like, oh, I see this sign here. I see this sign, and it leads to this, and then they end up saying it, and then it ends up being that. Well, if you're married or date, or dated or married a woman that's looking for signs like that, you need to leave her. Because she's spending her lifetime watching you, judging every move, bringing on destruction. 
and, and Satan is making her read into things that are not there. Who wants someone that's watching over them like that? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's not a wife that trusts you anyway. She trusts no man, including her father. So that's not intuition? No. The little things that's she not intuition, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, you don't, men don't watch their women like that. No. They don't be like looking. Oh. Listening closely to every word, trying to get a feel from that. Or he didn't say that like that yesterday. Yesterday he was more honest about it. And you're like not even thinking, right? You don't want to live with a person like that. There's no joy in that for that person or you. So everything they think they hear is a lie. Yes. And they can get lucky sometimes and it'd be correct. Yeah. They luck out once in a while because they know... They know men love sex, right? Because men are so unhappy. The reason that men love sex so much is that they hate women. That's why they love sex. They hate their mother and they hate all women. Because if they loved their mothers and loved women, they would not have sex with them until marriage. They would respect them. Because this is a woman that's going to become your wife and the mother to your children. And so you will show her respect. You would date her. You would be honest. You would be fair. You know, you would treat her like a lady because this is the woman you want to make sure that you want to have kids with. And the same for the woman. She wouldn't have sex with you because she wants you to be the father of her children. And she wants someone that she can trust and that's going to set a good example for the kids. She doesn't want a man that's going to cheat and then as soon as she have all these babies, they got to break up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So no, JL, that is not intuition. Who told you that? I was just wondering because I mean sometimes Speaking to the mic. I was just wondering because sometimes they have little ways of figuring things out and I was just and it could be <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I was That's just right. wondering if that was something because sometimes you notice that they do know things that you're like how did you even know that because they've been reading every <laughs> move you made while you weren't looking that makes sense alright that's not intuition and that's not love here and then we're going to close it out with that. I think there's uh, two main things to address with this uh, don't tell them thing. Number one is we're all responsible for our own happiness, right? So if I had a girlfriend and I was like, you better not cheat on me. You don't cheat on me. You know, I'm, I'm trusting you. I have faith in you. You know, I, I'm controlling her. <laughs> yeah, that's you know what right. I mean? I'm controlling her woman don't want to a man serve like... me. Yeah. And that's a lie. That's right. Number two, what Sheena hinted towards is that if they are cheating, if they are no good, you'll know. You yeah. will know. You, you don't yeah. need to, like, catch them yeah. in well, the that's act. True. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't need to that catch them so in true. the act. You don't need video. You know what I mean? You just know, like, this person, you know, people say it all the time. I think he's cheating on me. You know, they say it all the time. And when you, when you feel that, when you have that intuition from God, then go. Yeah. So there's no real reason what? To, to demand them to tell you the truth unless you feel that you're the one in charge and you need to like you know the, the right thing for you to do is a the first thing you said if you're going to continue to cheat just go okay if you're going to do it once you realize it was wrong and you're sorry it's on you yeah you you live with that don't feel guilty and go cry about it and have her forgive you no you for the every single day you make it up to her for what you did so what you make it up to her for what you like. You think about that yourself instead of like crying and saying, "Oh, baby, I cheated her. on you. Please forgive me." And she's like, "Oh, it's okay." You, you know, make up to her for what she did, even though you don't tell her. Right. You said every day, make up for it. Make make it up to her by doing what's right and being right oh, instead okay. of having like oh, this you don't, emotional you can't make up anything explosion. To yeah, no, no. I don't want him to make up anything. He just have to live right. Repent okay. and live right. You You're can right. never Making make up the, anything. The, the word make up is, yeah, is I don't no, like that no word. good there. You're right. I've been enslaved by that word before. Okay. <laughs> I'm with it. Yeah. Um, yes, sir. Yeah, I'd like to uh, add into that. Um, I've been married for 42 years. After five years, my wife was an only child. And uh, after five years of marriage, her mother and father came to live with us. And the mother, the mother still does. She's, she's been with me 
37 years. And I, I um, went through periods of resentment. And then I decided to go to the scripture to see if, if I had a... Because we all think it says a man shall... A man and a woman, or in a marriage, you're going to leave your mother and father. And that's not what it says. It says a man shall leave his mother and father. And then I'll, I'll read it exactly. It says, for this reason, a man will leave <clears throat> his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two shall become one. Right. It doesn't say the woman leaves her mother and father. So does that make you think that he's going to leave his wife with her mother? Does that make me think what? When the man leaves, isn't he going to take his wife with him? Yeah. Oh, so what point you want to make? The, well, the point is it says that the man shall leave his mother and father, not the woman. If it, if it was directed at man and woman, it would say, and the, man, the, the male and the female leave their mother and father. Well, God don't speak that way. No, he doesn't. I mean, it's natural that if I get married... I'm going to go out into the world, take my wife with me and start my own family. I'm not going to leave her with the mother. And then the mother going to follow us. I would never let my mother, my mother-in-law or my mother come live with me and my wife for 30 years. Well, it has. It has you married easy. to two women. Oh, absolutely. But she, I call her the saint. We've never had an argument. But, you know, I, I, I know that in uh, and I, I'm going to look. Are this you up. saying that the man should not take his wife away from her mother? I'm just reading the scripture. Oh, okay. And the scripture says the man shall leave his mother and father. Right. And and that to, for me that plugs in very very well to what you're talking about between fathers and I mean mothers and sons. Yeah. Uh, I don't think you can have two women in your life. That's right. So why did you let your mother-in-law move in? Why did I let her move in? Yes. Because I thought it was the right thing to do. And now what do you think? I still think it was the right thing to do. And so this is with your first wife? My only wife. The one that you live with now? Yeah. Oh, and your mother-in-law still live there? Yeah. Why do you think that's the okay thing to do? Because I thought it was the right thing to do. But why though? Because she couldn't, she wasn't really equipped to live on her own. And uh, she she didn't speak the language. She never worked in her life. She didn't know how to drive. It, it, you know, sometimes you take care of people. Oh, well, God bless you. Well, you know, thank you for that. Yeah. It was a big sacrifice. And that's what led me to the scripture, because I did carry a resentment. I would have liked to live my wife, my, my life alone with my wife. But why didn't you do that? then? Because I accepted the responsibility. But only you resented it because you saw that it was the wrong thing to do. I resented it because my wife, my wife spends more time with her mother than she way, way more time than she does with me. Yeah, that's why you right. shouldn't allow that to happen. You were weak and you allowed that to happen well, because you were emotional. See, I you, see it as a sacrifice. No, that's the excuse you made up for being weak. We people make up excuses. I did this as a sacrifice rather than I'm doing this because I'm weak. That's why you resented it, because you were going against what you know was right. Well, I'm going to stick with the scripture. Okay. And you do that. I I am. But listen to me, though. If it had been the right thing to do, you would not have resented it. Well, that, that could have been the selfish thing, too. It could have been selfish on my part. No. You know, the, the father bear, when he sees the cubs in the female, first thing he wants to do is kill the cubs. Because the selfish animals. thing is he wants the, the, the woman for himself. But you want your wife for yourself, too. Yeah, I did. But I, but I, I, I wasn't willing to uh, put her mother out in the world by herself. Because you were too weak. No, because I didn't think she was equipped. No, you were too weak. You gave it to him. Well, there are other way, avenues, other ways that you could have helped without allowing that to happen. But well, in we, your weakness, we disagree on that. In your weakness, emotion, it doesn't allow you to see other ways to do things. I, I, we disagree on that. Because okay. in, 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 in many cultures around the world, especially the Latin culture, everybody lives together. But look how messed up they are, too. Well, they might they be messed totally up. They are totally unhappy. Their the families are much, do the same thing. Their families are stronger oh, than you're ours. Oh, you Armenian? Well, no wonder. Oh, you don't look like Armenian. You look like a white man. <laughs> <laughs> you Armenian? Half. Huh? Half. 
Oh, yeah. What's your last name? M uh, Mardigan. Oh, yeah. He's with a K. I'm with a... Wow. Well, no wonder that is engraved in our community. No, no doubt about that. Well, they're <laughs> wrong about that. That's a cultural thing that you need to overcome. Because those mothers who are living in those homes bring so much mess between the couples, it's not even funny. I know so many who are suffering because they have allowed the I, I don't have that say. experience. Okay. I, I got a saint. I didn't no, get a mother-in-law. But you caved in. You re didn't want to do it. You resented doing it. And then you just accepted it. And then you start making up excuses. I'm a nice man. It's the right thing to do. Oh, I, I don't want to be selfish. I never thought All of myself as a nice excuses. man. <laughs> <laughs> Let me take him because we're pretty much out of time. Yes, James. Okay, this guy, Bradley, is asking about smoking. In the good old days, when I was growing up, the parents didn't want to live with their husband and wife. When their daughters got married, they didn't want to go live with them. Matter of fact, I remember when my grandmother, my mother, would want my grandmother to come up north, to go up north to visit. She didn't even want to go visit them. All right, I'll come and stay a few days. <laughs> In a few days, she was gone back home. And she was quite happy with her children gone. How y'all doing? We're fine. That's good. Talk to you later. <laughs> <laughs> this is a new thing. And even when my grandmother became like 80 years old and she couldn't live alone anymore, they brought her up to Indiana. She didn't want to stay with anybody. They had to put her in one of those buildings where the old people live. She had her own apartment, nice apartment, but she was still living alone. She didn't want to live with her in-laws and all that kind of crap because she understood the confusion that it would bring. She's not going to sit there and let the husband yell at, the, at her daughter or the wife yell at the, the son, her son. That's not good. It's a cultural thing. And as Christians, we have to overcome the world. We have to do. Yes, James. And then I, I, I'll come to you. Bradley says, I've heard you say smoking isn't sinning. Right. How can this be? I definitely feel less connected to the spirit when I do. What spirit? I think he's talking about the Holy Spirit. Oh, yeah. Um, no, you're not connected to the... If you talk about the Holy Spirit, you're not connected to the Holy Spirit because you're a judgmental person. You're an angry person. And the only reason you're smoking is that you're in a fallen state. And in that fallen state, you have so much guilt. <clears throat> and so now... You have to smoke cigarettes in order to feel better. You're addicted to the world, something in the world, people, places, or thing, things, so that you can feel better. The only way you're going to overcome that is that you've got to forgive. Over, stop judging. Stop playing God. And once you forgive, all that stuff will just fall away. You will not need it. I used to smoke pot. Anybody ever smoke marijuana? You smoke marijuana, you? You look like an addict. <laughs> Have you ever smoked pot? You smoke pot? What you smoke? The hard stuff? I've, I've, <laughs> I've never done any. Boy, you smoke pot? Did I? Uh huh. Uh, years, years ago. Oh, okay. So what I want to tell you is that the the sex additions, the pot smoking, the alcohol smoking. You're only doing it because you're separated from God by your anger. You're separated from the tree of life. But once you forgive, you start to overcome the need of the world because you don't have that guilt. So you don't need anything to make you feel good. Anybody or anything to make you feel good. And so the part thing will fall away by itself once you get rid of the anger. And so uh, for the guy that's smoking a cigarette... Get rid of the anger, then the cigarette, you will have no need for it anymore. You won't even want it. It'll just stop. And then you don't have to be saying, I haven't smoked in 30 days. And people go, yeah. What's that program called? AA. Yeah, somebody they said, hi, my name is John, and I belong to AA. And I haven't smoked in 30 days. And people go, yeah. That won't hold you. <laughs> But anyway, here's how you overcome it. It's so easy. And it's in the scriptures. I'm not making it up. Seek first the kingdom of God and his right way, and all things will be added. 
you got to put seeking him first, meaning you need to have your prayer time. Get up in the morning, be still and know him so that he can make you aware of what's going on with you. And as you are doing that, you're overcoming sin because you're dropping the anger. You're seeing your anger. You realize you're wrong and you forgive. And when you forgive, then all of your old habits, all those things that you want to get rid of will fall away to the wayside. It's just that simple. The sin is the anger. And as long as you sin, you're enslaved to sin. But once you forgive, you're no longer a slave to sin. Now you don't need all this stuff. Keep seeking him first. Put him first. Simply by being aware of yourself and pray. The quiet prayer. You can download this. I, I did a prayer called the silent prayer. Just download it, do it a few times, and you'll start to wake up. And everything else will fall away. Your fears, your doubts, your worries, your insecurity, all that will fall away. Whatever the problem is, it'll fall away. It really will. But you got to put it first. He tells you to put it first. You should love God with all your heart, soul, and might, along with nothing else. Then you can live. That makes sense? It's so clear. Put that first. Get up every morning and have your prayer. Be aware of what you're doing during the day. Don't be lost in your imagination. Even with the imagination, that you start to overcome that. It doesn't control you as much. Then you get to a point it doesn't control you. Then you get to a point that your mind has no control over you. You're guided by the spirit of truth. All right. Um, did we ever get the video thing going? No. I apologize for the video today. Uh, something happened. But um, thank you for tuning in, folks. And we provide counseling. We have the best counseling service on this side of heaven. And you might need two sessions, but not more than that, if you're really ready to change. Also, tune into the radio show, Monday through Friday. We're on Newsmax. Everybody and their mama are tuning in. And don't forget to donate tithes and offerings to our church and our organization, what we're doing, all right? Thank you so much, and thank you all for coming. I appreciate it. Uh-huh.